Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of October 16th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Wired Magazine and is entitled, AI Can Help Patients But Only If Doctors Understand It. The article begins by sharing the story of nurse Dina Saro, who didn't know much about artificial intelligence when Duke University Hospital installed machine learning software to raise an alarm when a person was at risk of developing sepsis. The software, which is called Sepsis Watch, passed alerts from an algorithm Duke researchers had tuned with 32 million data points from past patients to the hospital's team of rapid response nurses, co-led by Saro. But when nurses relayed these warnings to doctors, they sometimes encountered indifference or even suspicion. And when those doctors pushed back, questioning why the AI thought a patient needed extra attention, unfortunately, Saro found herself being unable to address the pushback. I wouldn't have a good answer because it's based on an algorithm, she said. Despite this, Sepsis Watch is still in use at Duke, in no small part thanks to Saro and her fellow nurses who reinvented themselves as AI diplomats and developed a new skill set, in effect, human-machine relations. This is because they developed new workflows that help make the AI algorithms more acceptable to their fellow care team. A new report from Data and Society, a technology think tank, highlights this as an example of the repair work that often needs to accompany disruptive advances in technology within an organization and vital contributions from people on the front line often overlooked. Human-machine mediation illustrates the challenge of translating a recent surge in AI health research into better patient care practice. Extensive machine-reviewed research against medical records x-rays or even scanning medical images results in the development of AI algorithms that perform as well as or even better than doctors in identifying patient care needs. But how to usefully deploy algorithms in hospitals and clinics is not so successful nor understood. Machine learning algorithms are notoriously inflexible and opaque, even to their creators, and good results on carefully curated research data sets don't guarantee success in the reality of a chaotic clockwork of a hospital. For example, a recent study on software for classifying moles found its recommendations sometimes persuaded experienced doctors to switch from a correct diagnosis to a wrong one. Or when Google put a system capable of detecting eye disease in diabetics with 90% accuracy into clinics in Thailand, the system rejected more than 20% of patient images due to the problems with things like variable lighting. Now let's go back to the Duke Sepsis Project, which started in 2016. It was supposed to improve on a simpler system of pop-up sepsis alerts, which workers overwhelmed by notifications had grown to dismiss and even ignore. Researchers at the Duke Institute for Health Innovation reasoned that more targeted alerts sent directly to the hospital's rapid response nurses, who then in turn informed doctors, might work better. They used AI deep learning techniques to train an algorithm with 50,000 patient records. But since the system was being placed in a chaotic workplace, researchers tracked its application to determine how it was being used and found that its use was complicated. The system was designed this way. Alerts on iPads monitored by the nurses flagging patients deemed moderate or high risk for sepsis were intended to have nurses call an emergency department doctor immediately. But when the nurse followed that protocol, they ran into problems. Many doctors weren't used to taking direction from nurses and pushed back. 
Other challenges were specific to AI, with doctors demanding to know why the algorithm had raised the alarm. Now, since the team that developed the software hadn't built in an explanation function, it wasn't possible to pinpoint why it made a particular call. As a workaround, nurses began to use alerts that a patient was at high risk of sepsis as a prompt to review that person's chart in order to defend the algorithm's warnings. Also, nurses learned to avoid passing on alerts at certain times of the day, or even tried to determine whether a doctor was in the right mood to hear the opinion of an AI algorithm. In the absence of knowing why the system flagged a patient, nurses and doctors began to develop their own incorrect explanations. One nurse believed the system looked for keywords in a medical record, which it does not. One doctor advised coworkers that the system should be trusted because it was probably smarter than doctors. Mark Sendiak, a data scientist and leader on the project, says the experience has convinced him that AI healthcare projects should devote more resources to studying social as well as technical performance. In the past decade, advances in machine learning and larger medical data sets have made it almost routine for AI to do things researchers once dreamed of, like how the algorithms make sense of medical images. But integrating them into patient care may prove more challenging. For some fields, technology is no longer the limiting factor. It's these other social issues, says Amit Kushche, an assistant professor at Stanford. Kushche has contributed to a Stanford project testing camera systems that can alert health workers when they don't sanitize their hands and say results are promising. Yet while it's tempting to see AI as a quick fix for healthcare, proving a system's worth comes down to the convention and often slow research. The real proof is in the study that says, does this improve outcomes for our patients? Results from a clinical trial completed last year should go some way to answering that question for Duke's sepsis system. Saro, now a nurse practitioner in a different health system, says her experience makes her open to working with more AI tools, but she is also wary of their limitations. They're helpful, but just one part of the puzzle, she said. You can read more of this story in the show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Fierce Healthcare's article called CMS Expands List of Telehealth Services That Can Get Medicare Reimbursement provides an overview of 11 new telehealth services that Medicare will reimburse, including cardiac rehabilitation services. These additions, announced Wednesday, are part of a latest push by the agency to accelerate use of telehealth by removing reimbursement barriers. The agency is also giving support to state Medicaid and Children Health Insurance Program agencies to expand access to telehealth. Moby Health shares the big industry news of the week, Press Ganey acquiring Doctor.com and securing a majority stake in Binary Fountain. With this acquisition, Press Ganey's platform now stands as the big fish in the market of online reputation, digital marketing, and patient experience management companies. In the ongoing fight against medical misinformation on social media, CNBC reports that Facebook is banning anti-vaccination ads. Facebook said Tuesday it is launching a new global policy that bans ads that discourage people from getting vaccines. This is an extension of the previous policy against vaccine hoaxes that were publicly identified by global health organizations. However, the platform will still allow ads that advocate for or against legislation of government policies around vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine. Lastly, be sure to listen to the latest edition of the Connected Hospital podcast. Host Lance Lunford speaks with Bruce Kennedy from Mobile Smith Health about how health systems are moving forward to ensure their mobile game is relevant. You can find links to the articles in our show notes. 
And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email format delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.